series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. Not only will you get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives, and we often don't realise it. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to astrobiologist Alicia Carson. Hi, my name is Alyssa Carson and I'm currently 20 years old. I am a astrobiology student and ever since I was a little girl, I've always been interested in space and the idea of space. So I pretty much just put all of my time into working towards that goal, whether that is working in school or doing research labs, research campaigns, really any and everything to do with space. I must admit, I've never met someone so young that is doing so much and we'll really go into the detail of what you're doing but before we start what has been driving you to pursue the things you're pursuing I mean, it's really just kind of been this passion that has grown over the years. I mean, at first I got interested in space just because space is cool, no one's been there before kind of thing. Um, but the more I learned about space, the more interested I was in to space. You know, I was always wanting to learn more information, figure more things out. And so I think that over time, I just got more interested in space and that just continued to develop more and more of a passion for it. So what is it about space that interests you? Because it's such a vast, I mean, not just sort of geographically vast, but like in terms of research, there's just so much that we need to learn. Yeah, there's pretty much any and everything that you can do in space. Um, it is quite amazing how uh, many different things you can actually study or research, and it's pretty much endless. Um, but that has been, you know, kind of the exciting part throughout my journey. I've been able to figure out what I like and what I dislike or, you know, what uh, areas of research I might want to go into. Um, and throughout all of this, you know, I decided on a major, astrobiology, which is pretty broad. So I had to continue to kind of narrow it down from there. But I've definitely now kind of settled more on the biology side of things, meaning, um, you know, possibly studying like bacteria of, of bacteria in space, possible life somewhere, those kinds of things. So as a little girl, you know, it, was space always of interest? Like, or was there one defining moment that made you think, right, this is for me? There wasn't necessarily a defining moment. I uh, pretty much, from all I can remember, I was interested in space. My dad does remember me, like, kind of coming up and saying, oh, you know, has anyone ever been to space before? Asking a lot of questions about space. So we assumed that was around, like, my first, I guess, introduction to space. But from then on out, it was space everything. Wanted to go to space camp, wanted to talk about space, wanted books on space. Um, and yeah, from there, pretty much continued to grow and um, really figuring out what I would want to do in space one day. So what's your ultimate goal? Um, well, I definitely feel like I do have 
a few ultimate goals. Um, I mean, obviously, professionally, I would want to work in the space industry, probably some sort of scientist, some sort of astrobiology role. Um, I also do plan to apply to uh, the astronaut selection process um, and, you know, see where that goes and potentially becoming an astronaut. Um, and then also public speaking has become a big part of my life as well. I absolutely love being able to talk to and inspire other girls to go after their own dreams. And so that's definitely become another big part of my life. And so I think that professionally, I will continue to take that into my life in terms of speaking to other girls. What is it about going to space that really excites you? Yeah, I think that space is super exciting. I think that, you know, I think typically, you know, we get drawn a lot to like the risk of going to space where, you know, space has become much more safe than it has been over the past few years. And I think one of the big goals of space is really to continue to normalize it in a way that, you know, airplanes are, you know, flying on an airplane or going to space can be relatively the same thing. Um, and so I think that's kind of like a big goal that a lot is working up towards. So, you know, I think that it's one thing to do a lot of space research on the ground, which is okay. You know, I think a lot of people, for example, like with astrophysics, you get really excited by the idea of astrophysics and space and planets. Um, but for the most part, astrophysics is just looking at programs on a computer because, you know, you can't be studying Jupiter on Jupiter. So um, a lot of these things that sound big and exciting really are put down to like computer screens. And so I think it would be really amazing for a lot of these jobs to actually have that sense of exploration that they're actually working towards. What science are you doing or research uh, right now that's contributing to sort of like the body of knowledge in astrobiology? Yes. Um, so at the moment, I'm, I'm a little all over the place. Um, so First of all, I am in school studying astrobiology, which astrobiology is basically just like science in space. So I study all the biology, all the physics, all the chemistry, all of everything, pretty much. Um, I am also an intern with Jacobs doing international uh, space relations. So that is like a completely different sector. Um, I'm also in a research lab and we are focusing on uh, plant promoting bacteria and basically doing um, a little experiment with that at the moment. A lot of that is very ground-based, but a lot of bacteria does connect to space in a lot of different ways. So hopefully later on in the project, we're going to be connecting it to space. Um, and then also all the uh, research experience that I do through Project Possum. So through Project Possum is where I've done, you know, like spacesuit evaluations. So research in different spacesuits. It's a lot of bioastronautics. Um, we study a lot of like the body, how it's affected in a lot of different environments. So for example, the most recent thing that I did was being underwater in a dry suit simulating a spacewalk. Um, so that was really exciting. So we do all kinds of simulations. And so, um, yeah, I'm all over the place. Any and everything, different paths to space, I have a little bit of a foot in, in just because I love learning about all the different outlets of space. It's so amazing that for someone so young, you're almost like pioneering helping to pioneer the research that needs to be done in space. It is, 
A little bit of both. I mean, I definitely, once I first got interested in space, I wanted to be involved in space. I wanted to um, start going after anything or pursuing anything. And so that definitely led me to being involved relatively young. But I think that's definitely a great lesson for other young girls. You know, if you are interested in something, you know, you don't have to wait till college to pursue it. You know, typically young girls, when they are interested in STEM, they'll typically lose that interest by the time they get to college. So if you have an interest, just go for it. You know, even if you're young, you definitely don't have to wait till you're in school to actually start figuring out if you like it or pursuing it, you know, start going to, you know, robotics competitions or, you know, working on a science project or really looking out for any and all resources. Because um, surprisingly, as I figured out when I was younger, you really can get involved in a lot of different stuff relatively young. And I've been able to see um, other girls past me continue to kind of do the same thing and be super involved. So definitely go after your goals um, as soon as you're ready and as soon as you kind of figure something out. And if you if it turns out that you don't like that, then that's totally fine. You know, figure something else out, you know, figure what's the next thing and then try, try to start pursuing that. So um, I think it's awesome to see girls going after their goals, even at a young age. Space travel is really changing. Um, and space exploration is really changing. Like initially, it was very much about, you know, nations competing against each other in this kind of space race. But Recently, it feels like, although it hasn't been recent because it's about over a span of a, several years, um, space and the exploration of space has really changed to become a lot more commercialized. And um, because of that, I think people are becoming more inventive about what is out there and what we need to learn. Um, are you sort of like... Are you up to date with that kind of area of how like space research is developing? And if so, what part of it interests you most? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely in terms of like commercial space, I think commercial space is amazing. I think that it adds a lot of benefits to the space program. Um, really, since the introduction of commercial space, it's practically been for the first time ever, we're able to have more than one thing going at a time in terms of space. You know, if we want to go to the International Space Station and go to the moon, we can now do that by having commercial space. Um, and so we're able to have more than one goal at one time. And I think that that has been a really big game changer in the space industry. Um, obviously, you know, there's other countries working on ideas like space tourism, and that's an entirely other sector as well. Um, but it definitely does have benefits to go along with it. I mean, it could be scientists being able to go to suborbital space and, you know, present their research. It could be everyday people getting more comfortable with space. Um, a lot of the times we have like the idea of space tourism for the overview effect, meaning that people could actually see what the Earth looks like from space and really see how fragile it is and have pretty much a greater appreciation for the planet. So uh, there's definitely a lot of benefits in the commercialized side of space. So a lot of space research to this point in time has really helped us here on Earth. Um, what is the benefit of going to space, um, in your opinion? Because, you know, it's an expensive pursuit. Um, you know, what do we gain from leaving Earth and going elsewhere? Yeah, I think the biggest benefit of going to space is really all of the uh, 
knowledge that we gain in uh, technology that we create. So uh, pretty much there is loads of items that we use every single day that was originally invented for space travel. And, you know, we no longer pin it as something that was invented for space travel because we've now adapted it as something completely normal. But um, there's just so many items that were either invented by the space program for the space program. And I definitely think that space truly pushes us to think outside of the box. And, you know, when, you know, a lot of people reference space being almost like a waste of time when we have problems here. But I definitely think that space is kind of an outlet to push us out of the box, think differently, and then being able to apply those back to Earth. You know, everything that happens in space comes right back down here. It definitely doesn't just float away anywhere. So all that knowledge and all that technology comes right back to Earth and we're able to use it for um, more and more problems that we continue to solve. What would be examples of that? Um, so like some examples, for example, like with the mission to Mars, like kind of a big idea of going to Mars is um, uh, one, just kind of like terraforming Mars, trying to figure out more about the planet. So, for example, an assumption would be that like we're going to Mars to like run away from Earth's problems, but there definitely is a connection. Um, so like, for example, if we want to eventually terraform Mars to be like a second Earth, the biggest, most obvious, you know, issue would be Mars's atmosphere. It's mostly CO2, so we would have to have some sort of solution to clean up Mars's atmosphere. If we can clean up the entire planet of Mars, I think that we could clean up our own atmosphere and continue to make Earth's atmosphere just as clean. Um, or if we're learning how to grow food on Mars' surface in a place that no plants grow, you know, if we figure that out, then we can also use that same idea to grow foods here on Earth and maybe struggle with agriculture and um, help more food here on the planet for the people that are here. So um, that's kind of some of the big ideas. Obviously, there's a lot of technologies that we use now, a lot of the stuff in our smartphones, wireless headphones, you know, a a whole bunch of just random things that we've been able to bring back down to earth because of space. Those are great examples. Um, so what's it been like as a girl uh, or young woman um, doing what you do? Yeah, so uh, I mean, definitely uh, being a, a woman in STEM um, has been uh, very interesting. Um, and, you know, typically about 27% of the field is about women. Um, and so I've definitely seen that, especially in like my college career because most of my classes are majorly men. My university in general, I think is like 60 or 70% male. Um, so I've definitely seen the lack of females in that. I think that is continuing to grow. And that's why I think that it is so important that we continue to um, teach other girls that it's important to go after your interest in STEM if you have it. And that's why I think it's so amazing to see, for example, like companies like Olay that have, you know, this goal of doubling the number of women in STEM and tripling the number of women in color in STEM and truly trying to go after that STEM gap. And I think that it's really cool to see because now we're really tackling the issue head on. You know, we have obviously people like me talking to girls all the time, trying to get their interest, but seeing it on a large scale, for example, like a big company like Olay can definitely make a big difference because just seeing it, you know, in your everyday life can really push you to think about it and be like, oh, you know, is there a girl in my life that, you know, maybe has shown an interest that, you know, I haven't nurtured in any way. And so I think that that's really the goal for women in STEM. 
So when I listen to you talk, you sound extremely knowledgeable, um, very confident and very self-driven. But I wouldn't say that that is necessarily the characteristics of a lot of young women your age or younger. I think a lot of girls are quite sort of um, shy to maybe put their hand up in class, um, get answers wrong, speak up for themselves, that kind of thing. Um, have you ever experienced that yourself? And whether you have or you haven't, like, do you have any sort of like advice you can give to younger girls who are, maybe don't have as much confidence as you? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when I was growing up, you know, obviously now in college, I've been able to see see the gap. But when I was younger, I definitely saw a good amount of females being very strong in whatever their field was. And that was definitely very helpful. You know, originally when I was going to, for example, like space camp, there were loads of other girls uh, or loads of other, you know, young girls that had that interest in space. Obviously not all of them kept up with it and that's perfectly fine. Um, but, you know, I saw other girls having interests. And then when I started at 15 doing research, you know, I saw other women, um, you know, grown adults working in the space industry. And so I was able to kind of have some of those female role models. And so I think that's what has continued to lead me to want to speak so much to the next generation because it really does make a difference. And so being able to be a role model for another girl really is going to make a big difference. And so that's why I try to participate in as much of that to share my knowledge and my experiences to other young girls because hopefully they can learn from that. And that's why it's super exciting. For example, one of the things that Olay is doing is partnering with Million Women Mentors. So they're going to be having like a virtual panel for like high school students. Um, and so little things like that, like I'm always on board for pretty much just because I absolutely love talking to girls. And I think that one of the biggest things that I'm really able to share is really teaching girls the amount of opportunity that they, that they have. You know, when you think of space, you're going to think scientist, astronaut, engineer, and it's like, okay, what else is there? There's thousands and thousands of jobs within the space industry. Um, you know, you can like psychology and like space and combine them all in one and work in the space industry. You can like food and space, you know, you can combine your interests and there's loads of jobs out there, but we don't typically talk to, you know, the young generation about those. They get, they get told a lot of the same jobs like, you know, doctor, teacher, lawyer, which are all great, but they're definitely repetitive. And so I love being able to share with girls the other jobs that they have. And it's really cool. Their faces like light up. They're like, oh my God, like that's a thing. And um, I think that's really where the impact happens. What do you think causes women to not choose STEM? I think that a lot of the time uh, there is an interest for girls in STEM and I think just over time that interest almost gets put down in a way or they're not really nurtured. Um, so I don't necessarily think that the issue is a whole lot of people always telling women that they can't do it just in a way that young girls aren't being nurtured to pursue it. So um, I think, you know, a good example I like to talk about is let's say a little girl breaks her bike, you know, as a parent, how are you going to go about that situation? You know, are you going to fix it for her? show her how to fix it? Are you going to show her brother how to fix it, but not her? You know, something, a very simple situation like that could make a big impact. You know, she could have no 
interest in it whatsoever. And that is obviously perfectly fine. And she doesn't like figuring things out or like how a bike works. And that's perfectly normal. Um, but also at the same time, it could have been something that she really loved. You know, she could have really been drawn to an interest in how things work or mechanics or, you know, engineering or any of those routes. And so I think it's a lot of those little moments throughout the day. Um, which can be seen at home or in school or a lot of different places in our society. But, you know, it's, I think it's a lot of those little moments that build up and um, really just giving them the opportunity to figure out, okay, is this something I'm interested in or not? So how did you nurture your interest? I think that for me, um, you know, I think that first of all, having a great support system in general, I think that my dad was really supportive when I was younger. And so I think that helped a lot. Um, my dad's viewpoint was really, you know, he did a lot of exciting things in his time. And so he was kind of in a point of his life where he was ready to support what I wanted to do. Um, and so that was really nice to just have someone saying like, oh, you are interested in space and being an astronaut? okay, cool. Um, and so definitely having that was a great place to start. And, you know, also having him travel with me, go to space camp with me, go to a lot of different places was amazing. Um, and really, the more I learned about space, the more interested I was. And so I slowly grew more confident in like the knowledge that I had of space. So with that grew the confidence. And then especially when people started um, talking about space, and this was mainly around when the space shuttle program and did, you know, I would say I was interested in being an astronaut. Other people would say space is closed. There aren't astronauts anymore. And so that's where I kind of found a route where, no, you know, this is actually what's happening in space. And I can almost like correct people because I was really just wanting to really explain what was happening in the space industry because it was definitely exciting, not necessarily a sad thing that was happening. Um, and so that really led to speaking and to just continue to grow into this huge thing of really advocating and talking for girls. So one of the things about STEM is that, um, especially, especially with engineering, it's a lot to do with learning from mistakes and failure. Um, you know, if you're prototyping something and it goes horribly wrong, you can really learn from that. Um, how do you generally deal with challenges that you come across? Yeah, I think that, you know, for any challenge, um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of them. School is a big one. Um, I think that, you know, when you are going after a career in STEM, um, obviously it's going to be difficult. There's going to be difficult classes. There's going to be kind of like a lot of obstacles to get through. And so I think that it's really remembering, you know, why you're going into this, you know, what you're truly interested in doing. Um, and then also, you know, for someone like me who has really, really big goals, you know, none of those are something that I can achieve, you know, even in the next few years. So I always more focused on some of the smaller goals to kind of uh, continue to feel good about each step that I was taking, you know, finishing each semester of college is a step towards, you know, the big ultimate goal of doing what I want to do. But that's a much smaller goal that I can achieve, you know, every few months and feel really good about it. And so I think having those small goals are really, really important. Um, and they've been able to, you know, kind of continue to keep me along throughout my journey. 
journey, you know, whether that was anything that I was doing, whether it was school or getting my pilot's license was like a huge step. And um, it was a lot of time and commitment. And so being able to like fully celebrate that, obviously, you know, being a pilot professionally isn't something that I want to necessarily do as a job, but I definitely loved the experience of it. And it did feel like a step closer to the ultimate goal. So I definitely think that for me, it's always been building those small goals, celebrating any and every accomplishment. Um, and yeah, really also teaching that to other people if uh, it applies to them. And I definitely think that, for example, a lot of the things I've learned throughout the way in terms of going after my goals definitely applies to, you know, what you want to be when you grow up. But I also like to say, you know, it's if you have a you know big goal that you want to work towards, you know, at your job or whether it's, you know, a personal goal goal in your daily life, whether that's work balance, you know, doing, um, you know, putting time towards what you are wanting to go after versus, you know, having time for yourself, you know, all those apply to adults as well and adults that are currently working in women. And, um, and so I think that uh, it's been really fun to kind of share that with people. Well, I must say your courage is inspiring. Um, you're real focused and clearly your hard work in what you're doing um, is inspiring. And, uh, you know, even though you do make it look kind of easy to be juggling a million things at the same time, um, I've no doubt that it's because you have a lot of determination and commitment to what you're doing. And again, all of that is just so inspiring. Um, so thank you so much for speaking with me. Is there anything that you would want to say to um, young women who want to maybe follow in your footsteps that you haven't covered already? Yeah, I think in general, just encouraging all the girls to stick with whatever it is you're interested in. Um, you know, obviously we're focusing on STEM, but if you're not interested in STEM, totally go after whatever your own dreams are, because um, that's really what's important. You know, if you find something that you're interested in, you're going to be passionate about it. You're going to want to work towards it. And that's what's going to be really, really important. And also continue to look for resources. Obviously, there is a lot out there for women in STEM. You know, a great example is a lot of the things that Olay is doing. Um, you know, if you are interested, for example, like keep an eye out for the International Day of Women and Girls in Science on February 11th. You know, Olay is already doing a lot entering their second year of supporting girls and, um, you know, who want to go into STEM. So always be on the lookout because there are a lot of women who want to help and want to help nurture girls that are going into uh, or want to go into this field. So definitely keep a lookout for any and all resources because we're here to support you awesome thank you so much for your time good luck with everything you're doing and i can't wait to see how your career unfolds and to see you in space one day <laughs> thank you hopefully i will get there <laughs> thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can the more ratings and reviews and the more interest from those trusty algorithms which could help to increase the reach of this show and you can watch the video recording of this conversation on youtube on my new series called esteemed it's all about self-discovery self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too as always, be kind and loving, and I wish you all a great week.